Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Robert Sala was supposed to meet the media yesterday at right around 3.15, 3.30 Eastern time, and he was delayed an hour and a half because of meetings. I wonder what mm. those meetings could have been about. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. When we want to know what's going on with the New York Jets, we check in with Rich Cimini, ESPN NFL Nation Jets reporter. So, Rich, um, we all know of the drama of the last 48 hours, and I'm going to hit you with this one, too. This is according uh, to Albert Breer. Little nugget, he, he tweeted this a little while ago. Little nugget he picked up. Bears quarterback Justin Fields apologized to his teammates after Chicago's loss to the Falcons in the locker room postgame, told the defense, uh, told them that the defense gave the offense a chance and the offense didn't get it done. That stings even a little bit more. So what's your read on the entire Zach Wilson debacle at the moment? Well, there's a lot to unpack here, Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought Robert Sala made the right move yesterday by essentially putting him on notice and saying that the job is up for grabs. It's the first time since Wilson that there's been any shred about his job security. And so I think it was the right move given what happened during the game Monday and what happened after the game, which I believe no doubt is a factor in where we are right now. I think the Jets were... Uh, taken aback by Wilson's comments after the game, showing no accountability. I know players for a fact, especially on defense, were upset with those comments. There's some fences to be mended for Zach Wilson if he retains this job. And so you hope the Jets, if he does keep this job, that it's a learning experience for him, a wake-up call, whatever you want to say. But it's clearly shifted over at one Jets drive, that's for sure. And, Rich, the, the player angle is the one I want to touch on because I just try to put myself in that locker room, and I know as a defensive player I would be hot when we hold the opposing offense to three points and we lose, and our offense only has two total yards in the second half. I, I just couldn't imagine our quarterback being so definitive when he said his response to the reporters when asked the question, did he let the defense down? We saw – uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Sauce Gardner and John Franklin Myers liked tweets that were critical of Zach Wilson's performance on Sunday. Then I know those guys on Monday tried to walk some of that stuff back. But just exactly where are we in terms of Jets player leadership and how they feel about the Zach Wilson situation? Well, as far as I know, I don't think Zach has addressed this um, with the team as a whole. I do know, according to sources that, you know, Wilson got called out in yesterday's team meeting, which I think surprised some players. I think there's the perception around the team, and perhaps deservedly so, that Wilson's been coddled from the moment he arrived at BYU. He was essentially handed the starting job with no competition and uh, really has not been threatened in any way, shape, or form. So Salah calling him out and then publicly calling him out by saying the job is up in the air for this week Essentially, it was the first time that he's faced any sort of a from the team. And so I thought that was good. When you play that badly, I mean, you can't, you can't let the players skate by, either publicly or behind closed doors. And I, I know, Chris, you know, I, I was aware of the social media with those guys liking those tweets. You know, players are sitting on the team playing, and I'm sure you've been in this situation many times. You, you're, you know, get the phone and you're seeing the guy's comments going viral 
And, you know, you're pissed off if you're a defensive player. I can't mm-hmm. blame him. Rich Cimini, ESPN NFL Nation Jets reporter joining us. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Rich, do you get the sense that they're going to end up starting him this week? And if not, which of the other two, Joe Flacco or Mike White, is more likely to start in his place? Well, I mean, coming out of Monday and just my, my initial gut reaction that it was that they would stay with Zach Wilson and hope that this wake-up call can be sort of a pit point for him in his career and that uh, it'll it'll scare him straight, so to speak, and and act, you know, make better decisions on the field, act more maturely off it. So there is a positive that could come out of it. I mean, it could be a turning point for Zach Wilson. You never know. Um, so my gut is that he probably will keep the job with a very short lease on Sunday. If they do bench him tomorrow, I would think the most logical guy is Mike White. No one wants to see Joe Flacco. I mean, Flacco played well in one game this year when he started, and he played poorly in two others. His lack of mobility is a real factor now, especially offensive line has been really hurt by injuries. You know, maybe you get away with Flacco early in the year when you got guys like Elijah Vera Tucker, George Fant on your offensive line. Now you're playing with basically a fifth string offensive tackle, a third string right guard. You need some, not to say Mike White is just skilled when it comes to mobility, but he is more mobile than Joe Flacco. Rich, one of the things that we're seeing with this Jets team is a lot of young players contributing in a in a big way on this team. I mean, I think Sauce Gardner is one of the best, if not the best, corner in the National Football League, and he's 10 games into his pro career. You're seeing a lot of players, Michael Carter, uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, you look up and down the roster, young players uh, really at the forefront. Quentin Williams, I think he's the second-best interior defensive lineman in all of football. How much of their development – I guess, let me say it this way, their development almost makes it look even worse for Zach Wilson in terms of his lack of development, but also with this team potentially being positioned to compete. So how much pressure does the development of the other young players put on Zach Wilson to turn a corner? Well, yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, the Jets do have a lot of really good young players. Michael Carter the second, the cornerback, also a really good player who's, you know, usually doesn't get much publicity, but... Uh, it's a fair question. Uh, I, I don't think there's any question that Zach's for, for production or lack thereof holding back the entire team. This is a playoff caliber defense. Uh, yes. They're really good on defense. And I'm mean, not saying they're not the best in the league, but certainly top five. And I think they can play with anybody on any given Sunday and keep themselves in the game because of that defense. It's the offense. I mean, they don't have to score – to be the greatest show on turf and score 35 points a game but you can't you can't have 13 offensive possessions and barely get into the red zone what happened on sunday and produce two yards in the second half so yeah his lack of production at the quarterback position i think is holding everybody around him back and i'm sure that's something robert sala is factoring sala was hot after the game i mean someone asked him about the two yards in the second half and I can't repeat exactly what he said on the radio. Let's just say he said it was dog poop, which is a pretty yeah. <laughs> strong word for Salah. He's not he's not a big, you know, cursing in public guy, but pretty strong comment. Rich, last question for me. Uh, when it comes to Zach Wilson being the starter moving forward, whose decision is it to make? I know on its face it seems like it should be the head coach's decision, but we are talking about a guy that was a number two overall pick a year and a half ago. I got to believe that this has to be – 
an organizational decision and people other than Rob Sala would be involved, no? Yes, no question about it. Um, technically, you know, contractually, Robert Sala has the final say on, on lineups. But we all know how that works, Chris. I mean, when a decision of that magnitude, the owner's going to get involved, for sure. You know, and even Robert Sala said yesterday, you know, he will talk, you know, talk to Joe Douglas. Robert Sala leans heavily on Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator. I think he will take a lot of his input. And don't think Woody Johnson doesn't have a say either. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not one of these do-whatever-you-want owners. He's very involved behind the scenes. He's not like Jerry Jones or anything like that, but he makes his opinions known for sure. And so I think they'll present it as an organizational decision. You would have to think Joe Douglas, I mean, it's his draft pick. You know, Joe Douglas' reputation is tied to Zach Wilson. You would have yes. to think that he'd want to see Zach stay in the lineup and try to work his way out of this. So that's why it's really, this decision has so many tentacles to it. It's very, very interesting. Rich, awesome perspective. We appreciate the insight, brother. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Have a good Thanksgiving, too. You too. Rich Samini, who is Jets reporter for ESPN NFL Nation. Can't start him this week. I don't, is, think, is I don't, think, I don't think this little comment yesterday is going to scare somebody straight enough, Chris. It's ominous when he says Woody Johnson is going to have a say in all Oh, my this. God. I mean, you that, can't that say is, something worse. That is a worse. scary place to be if you're a Jets fan right now and if you're a player in that locker room. And, Carlin... I don't have confidence that this organization is going to make the right decision, even though it feels like they're trying to turn the corner. This is a good football team. This is a playoff-caliber football team. Unfortunately, the quarterback might be the thing that holds them back. You can't play this week, Chris. I mean, they can't do it. They can't do it, at least for a week. Can't do it. Can't and Carlin. So they, have, so they have to bench him. You're saying they have to bench have him. Have to. Have to. There have to be repercussions. That, that was a horrible performance, and then doubling down after the fact. After what I'm reading from Justin Fields here a second ago about how he apologized to the defense behind closed doors, about how bad the offense was the other day, and you gave us a chance to win and I screwed it up, and how far that went with his teammates? I mean, Chris, you could tell me, how far would that go as a defense? If you're, you're looking at that kind of player... With what he's accomplishing so far, you're not winning games, and he's saying, guys, this is on me. I'm sorry. I mean, you tell here's me how far that goes with the group. But, but here, you're right, you're right, Carlin. You're right in all of the things that you're saying, but here's what you have to understand. If you pull him and you bench him, you might not get him back, meaning you might not get to a point where he You know what? If I can't get him back, Chris, he wasn't the right guy to begin with. And I know that's a tough thing to say, and I know how everybody's futures are tied up in that, but from a GM perspective, I actually think Joe Douglas has done enough things right that if they are in a position at the end of this year to go and get a veteran quarterback, to go win, he should. it's not like he's going to lose his job, or or should he? This, This is on this kid's immaturity. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So, if not Zach, who? Maybe the Jets turn to a familiar face in the offseason. It's next, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You miss Canty and Carlin. There's only one way to go. Well, maybe two. But one primary way to go for the Jets, if this offseason, you're not convinced that Zach's a guy. In other words, if you don't see enough the rest of this year from Zach Wilson, there's no waiting around or let's give it another year or let's find out if they, we let's start thinking about drafting somebody else. You have mm-hmm. to turn and then bring in a veteran quarterback. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, uh, there are two different options, one of which is one that Mike Tannenbaum brought up yesterday, and that was on this very show. Oh, that's easy. I got two for the price of one. We're going to sign Daniel Jones at the end of the year. So Daniel Jones, (laughs) to me, is a guy that when the Giants don't extend him or if they don't franchise him, they're going to lose them. And could you imagine if, if you're running the Giants, there's one thing, uh, you know, for you know, a player to move on or not work out. It's another thing for him to thrive in your own city. So to me, like, if I'm the Giants, I, I want to sign Daniel Jones for all the right reasons. But another reason I want to sign Daniel Jones is I don't want him to become a New York Jet. That's one. <laughs> That's not necessarily the way I would go. Yeah, I would go the Jimmy Garoppolo route and – I'm sorry if that I I don't know what I'm going to do with Wilson at that point because you know you're going to trade him to somebody who will take him off your hands Uh, there's there's not a whole ton of flexibility financially with Zach Wilson over the next year and a half yeah and then you got to think about what you're going to do in terms of the financial commitment that it would take to get Jimmy G now before I get into that let me say this I absolutely think that's the direction that the Jets should go in because this is a team that can contend now. They've got the skill position core. Their offensive line, when they get healthy, will be up to snuff. And then you're talking about having a defense that can play with anybody in the National Football League. So it just seems like this is the window for the New York Jets based on the cast that Joe Douglas has assembled. The only thing that's holding this team back is a competent quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo gives you that. Now, we also know that there is a ceiling on Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you have the requisite pieces in place, Carlin, who cares? I mean, think about what Jimmy G is. He is a glorified point guard. Kyle Shanahan doesn't ask him to do too much in their offense. The passing game is predicated on run after catch, yak. I mean, if you look at the National Football League in terms of quarterbacks, the percentage of passing attempts beyond 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, Jimmy Garoppolo has the six fewest. The six fewest, Carlin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, 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 that's where we are in terms of what Kyle Shanahan is asking him to do. And as long as the Jets don't have any illusions of what he is, 
then I think it will be a great fit in terms of the pieces that they have in place. Listen, my thing is, if I'm going to try to win with the rest of this group, why not bring in somebody that is working in an offense right now that's incredibly similar to what I have yeah. so that the adjustment period is even less and the learning curve is even less. I'm ready to hit the ground running. Like there, there's, there's, to me, with the amount of weapons the Jets have, and you get a healthy, a healthy Brees Hall back next year, and a healthy AVT, there, there's no discussion to be had here. And as far as Zach Wilson's concerned, right now, this is on you. This is, this is, and it's not just what happened the other day. You figuring all of this out, and you growing up in a hurry, and not being a petulant child, and understanding everything that's involved in this job, you better do it quick. That's, that's the only thing I could say. And hearing Rich talk before that Robert Sala's calling him out in a team meeting, tell me as a player what that means to you, because I can tell you from, from somebody on the outside, that's great to hear. That's awesome to hear. No, as a player, it means something when the head coach is calling guys out that aren't upholding their end of the bargain, especially when it's the quarterback particularly when the guy was the second overall selection a year and a half ago. When the quarterback is not willing to publicly accept any accountability, the fact that the head coach is calling him to the pulpit, that 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 makes you feel good as one of those other guys in that locker room. But you want to see the head coach follow that up with action. And that's what you're calling for in terms of seeing the Jets bench Zach Wilson for Mike White or Joe Flacco. To be honest with you, Carlin, it doesn't really matter who it is. It just matters that Zach Wilson is on the bench and he realizes there are consequences for the things, not only that the things that he says, but actually for the lack of production, which is the bigger issue because it didn't it wouldn't matter what Zach Wilson says at the postgame press conference if he was balling on the field. But the yeah. fact that he's not, and then he's following that up and exacerbating the issue by these ridiculous comments being incredibly tone deaf, that that in that that is where you could run into some trouble as a head coach with your locker room fracturing. 888-SAY-ESPN is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's the Jets' best option at quarterback? Should they turn to Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason and go get him if Zach Wilson is not the guy the rest of the way? And should Zach Wilson start this week? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Meanwhile, oh boy, I don't know if you noticed. The number two team in Canty's power rankings from last week, they got destroyed. So uh, how far down do they fall? Who replaces them? It's all in just moments after this from our friends at FanDuel. Now look, football season's heating up to say the least. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, so easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, 
official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. If you ain't first, you last. That's what they say. That's what I heard. If you ain't first, you last. So I'm not I'm not one that's interested in who's number 15. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm interested in who's number one. And weekly, that's right. thank God, my partner determines who's number one. Accurate? That is accurate. Although I do think it's somewhat of, you know, a a, a group effort. I am the one that's responsible for the final list. You have the final say. There you go. You have the final say. Yeah, I'm ready to kick it off. I'm ready to kick it off. Let's go. Each week, only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Well, ah, yes. Kicking it off with the list. Let's go, Carlin. How about them? How about those Dallas Cowboys? How about them, Carlin? (laughs) Jerry Jones said it. The most impressive win the Cowboys have had since he's been the owner. Okay, it's a little bit of hyperbole, but we get it. It was a dominant performance against the Minnesota Vikings coming off of a disappointing effort in Lambeau Field. Carlin, they must be fans of the show because they heard you when they said the Dallas Cowboys need to run the ball, even with Dak Prescott being back in the lineup as the starting quarterback. They ran it 40 times, Carlin. 40 called runs versus 27 called pass attempts. Carlin, that's damn impressive balance for the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore, the offensive line needs to get some big love, too, because they kept Dak Prescott relatively clean, no sacks on the quarterback. That's impressive, but even more impressive, how the Dallas Cowboys defensive line got after Kirk Cousins. Seven sacks, Carlin, but 13, count them, 13 quarterback hits, including five from Micah Parsons himself. To me, that, that's what separates the Dallas Cowboys from all the other teams in the National Football League, their ability to affect the quarterback with their four-man pass rush. Number four. 
The San Francisco 49ers call it probably the second most impressive performance in week 11. Last night down in Mexico City, that was a drubbing. I mean, I understand the Cardinals were banged up and they were starting Colt McCoy. But, Carla, it didn't matter if they were starting McCoy or Kyler Murray. The result was going to be the same. It was a dismantling at the hands of Kyle Shanahan's bunch. And to me, when you have the ability to have a quarterback that can be as efficient as Jimmy Garoppolo was, not a lot of flash, but making sure he gets the ball out on time with accuracy to his playmakers and letting them do what they do best, which is yards after catch, you're going to be a tough out. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you got Nicky Bosa and company. Those guys come at you in waves in terms of being able to rush. But they also have a really good secondary with Jimmy Ward and Traverius Ward and Halfunga. They've got a really, really good defense, Carl, and there's a reason why they're the number one ranked defense in the National Football League. Number three. Number three. The Philadelphia Eagles, and although it was an uneven outing against the Colts, Carlin, I will say the thing that impressed me was Jalen Hurts continuing to be even-keeled even when the game is on the line. To me, that's important when you have a quarterback that can ride the ebbs and flows and still give your team a chance to win, and that chance to win came in the form of a 10-play, 76-yard drive that ended with him running the touchdown in on the quarterback draw. Carlin, that's impressive. Being able to win even when your team is not playing at its best. And we've been saying that about the Eagles for the last three weeks, but the Eagles have won two games over the last three weeks. And I will say this, a big part of how they're winning those games, even though they're not playing well, is what the quarterback is doing. So although it wasn't great from anybody over the course of the first three and a half quarters on Sunday, Jalen Hurts stepped up in a big way. And to me, prove why the Eagles are a serious contender and that he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Number two. Number two, two Tuanon. You knew it was coming, Colin. You knew it was coming. Tuanon. Even though they don't get a win this weekend, they had a bye. They're moving up in the rankings. And, And Carlin, let's not forget the last time we saw this team play. It was against the Cleveland Browns, and that was an absolute beatdown. It's a track meet between Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and Tua does a great job of putting the ball on those guys. And, and Carlin, we got to start giving credit where credit is due. When this dude is in the lineup, it is a clear difference than when he's out. Carlin, in the games that he starts and finishes, they average 29 points a game. 29. For context, league average is a shade over 20. Carlin, that, that's a huge difference when you start talking about your team being able to win ball games. Their defense is a work in progress, but who cares when you can outscore everybody? Who cares? <laughs> number one. You know who's number one, Carlin. There can only be one number one. My homeboy, Pat Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. Do I really need to explain this one? I don't feel like I need to explain this one. I feel like all you have to do is go back and watch the last two minutes of Sunday Night Football. Then you'll realize why I have the Kansas City Chiefs number one. Because it doesn't matter what you do, Pat Mahomes is going to make you wrong as a defense. doesn't matter. And he's so good and he's so efficient that he's going to give that defense for the Chiefs a lot of runway in terms of being able to form an identity. A defense that's, by the way, getting a lot healthier. So as LeJarius Need and Trent McDuffie and Juan Thornhill, all those guys get their legs back under them, I think this is going to be a much different unit once we get to the postseason. And, of course, we know their offense is always going to spot them a lead. So I love the Kansas City Chiefs right now. 
they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFL. I don't even think it's all that close. What just happened was quite possibly the worst moment in the six-month history of this show. Wow. We will have your reaction, but more importantly, we will have my reaction to that in just moments. Plus, how much better are the Chiefs than everyone else? We've got the answer to that in moments on ESPN Ray. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. What just happened was quite possibly the worst moment in the six-month history of this show. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. We will have your reaction But more importantly, we will have my reaction to that. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I'm beside myself with your selections in the power rankings this week. And who's number one? Who's number one we know is the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Canty. Who's number two is alarming on your selection this week? Alarming. Why is it alarming? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, because you selected the Miami Dolphins as the number two team in the NFL right now, and then you had three teams that were seven and three or better who are not in the top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is alarming. First of all, do are we honestly to believe that the Miami Dolphins right now are the second best team in the NFL? Right now, yeah. How? Why, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to believe that? Well, because I mean, the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Why wouldn't we consider them to be one of the best teams in the NFL? I, I'm I'm not following your logic. Well, my logic is simply this: if you lined up the Baltimore or the Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco 49ers, if you lined them up right now against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, or, or in Miami for that matter again, uh, if you lined them up against the Ravens again after what happened, do you honestly, would you sit there and pick them again? Well, we could never prove a hypothetical. Now, good for us. We'll actually get to see Buffalo and Miami play one more time. Now, that game will be in Orchard Park. It what won't about be Tennessee? in South Beach, but that'll be fun. We'll actually get a chance to see the Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco 49ers out in the Bay Area. So th- those are games that we'll enjoy. And we'll get to see the Miami Dolphins play against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Not to mention they have another road game against the L.A. Chargers. So, I, I mean, 
Miami will get tested. We'll find out about Miami. But the one thing I will say is there's a reason why Tua has the highest passer rating through week 11 in the National Football League. There's a reason why this team is third in total offense and sixth in points. I know a lot of it has to do with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but we got to start giving credit to the trigger man. In games that he starts and he finishes, they're 7-0. and So right now the Miami Dolphins are a better team than the San Francisco 49ers. That's what you believe. Yes. I, I do not. And I, I Listen, and I'm not going to knock the Dolphins for – of course they should be in the top five. Of course they should. It's been great to watch for them this year, and I know a lot of people think that you and I are both – my anti-Miami for whatever reason, because the the entire Tuanon is is paranoid of a fan base as I have ever seen about people saying negative things about their team and their quarterback. But mm-hmm. there are the Tennessee Titans aren't getting a sniff here at seven and three. The Baltimore no. Ravens. You, you think the, the Tennessee? Hold on, hold on. Seven and three. You think the Tennessee Titans are a top five team? I, I think they should be getting a sniff. No, uh, that's not what I said. Do you think the Tennessee Titans are a top five team? I think we have to consider it, yes. No, I, no that's not, I'm not saying have to consider it. Would you put the Tennessee Titans in your top five? I probably would put them fifth. Okay. Because of how All good right. their defense is and the fact right. that they continue to be dominant at one aspect of the game. Okay, so we see, we, see, we see it a little bit differently. Here's what I'll say about the Miami Dolphins. I believe if the Miami Dolphins played the 49ers today, you're probably talking about the Dolphins winning that game. Now, do I think it will be that way at the end of the season? I don't. I anticipate as San Francisco gets healthier and Kyle Shanahan has more time to integrate all of the moving pieces that he has on the offensive side of the ball, this will be the scariest team in the National Football League. you got to remember, I picked San Francisco to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'm not backing off of that. But I also have to acknowledge what the Dolphins have done. And, Carlin, as long as Tua can stay healthy, this is going to be – one of the more interesting teams to watch in the second half of football in a team that you're going to have to look out for once we get to the second season. Chris, here's what it is for me. It's pretty simple. People don't ever want to acknowledge this because you'd never say it about a warm-weather team. The Dolphins have a massive home field advantage because of playing in South Florida and being used to practicing in that kind of weather. Just as much as the Buffalo Bills have a, a huge advantage in playing in the cold Uh, in Orchard Park, New York. And we saw that advantage play out against the Ravens. We saw it play out against the Bills already this year. That these teams can run out of gas when they have not been practicing in that same kind of weather. And I'm I'm not saying that's the entire reason for Miami's success. They're they're a top four team in the NFL right now. I just can't, I can't, I can't imagine that they are the second best team in the league. So you said they're a top four team. You would put them in front of the Tennessee Titans. And so you're saying the Philadelphia Eagles and who else is in front of the Miami Dolphins? And you're, you got the Chiefs already. They're number one. Yep. You've got the Eagles in there. Yep. Who else do you, who else do you have in your top four? Cause you're saying the Dolphins are top four. I'm assuming they're fourth. Who else is a top four team from your perspective? I think right now the San Francisco 49ers are. So you would I know the what the night, record so just, is, but I think the okay. record is uh, has to do with not being fully there for a lot of the year. And I think right now, from what we saw last night, uh, not being prisoner of the moment, that's that's an incredible defense. So you would have so you so you would have Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins. Correct. Wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't Correct. have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. 
Yeah, I don't have a problem. It, it's not knocking the Dolphins out altogether. It's not doing that. Yeah. But the it also says something about something that we have an eight and two team off of one game that we're not even giving a sniff to. Yeah, <laughs> and hey, that's hey. the Minnesota Vikings. But you know who you know who we got to give a sniff to, Carlin Dan mm. in South Dakota. Yes, we I, I got to hear from Dan in South Dakota. He's Dan. He's he's in South Dakota. He's on ESPN Radio. Dan, go. Hey, can you guys pump the brakes on on uh, Kansas City Chiefs? Mahomes Why? has been in the league now five years. He's only got one Super Bowl. I understand he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so I know exactly what this guy can do to our team. But the Buffalo Bills are by far, by far, the best team in the NFL, and here's why. They're basically 3-0 at Kansas City for the last two years. Except they basically when it wiped them out Not in the regular season. No, the no they lost in the playoffs. City. No, Dan, they lost no, in the playoffs. They lost in the playoffs. Dan, they're not basically anything. They lost in the playoffs. They lost. They lost. 13 seconds, those 13 seconds, you know what the problem is with your argument? They actually count. Here's what I don't, under, here's what I don't understand, Carlin. He's saying pump the brakes on the Kansas City Chiefs, but you're hitting the gas on the Buffalo Bills? That's, a, that's an absurd... How, how does like, that, that make that sense? Was, Kenny, I apologize. What you said was not the worst thing in the history of this show. What was just said right now was the worst thing ever said in the history of this show. What is you Dan have been that quickly about? supplanted by Dan in South Dakota. Pat Mahomes is 27, has already played in two Super Bowls and won one of them. What are we talking about? He's hosted four straight conference championship games. Give me a break. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.